Hello and welcome to Scott Rock, our brand new podcast by Climb Scotland, about climbing, by climbers, with climbers and for, well, anyone really. Your hosts are the legendary, well, me, Callum McBain, and me, Robert McKenzie. Callum, what is the plan, bud? Well, we both love interview podcasts, and for our jobs, we get to travel around and speak to loads of different climbers. So we thought we would combine both of these things and share the stories we hear through this podcast. That's right. We're not just interviewing the hardcore among you, but literally anyone that we think has a cool story to tell. And we know that there's a lot of you out there. So keep an eye out every fortnight for the latest Climber Chat. And if you have anyone you'd like to hear from, or if you want to be in the show yourself, let us know and spread the Scott Rock word. And remember guys, when you get back out there climbing, back to the crags, back to the walls, be safe and do your buddy checks. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to Scott Rock. This is Robert and welcome to our brand new podcast. This is, I think, the first episode we're going to be putting out there and we are starting with a total hero. But first, quick introduction. I'm Robert McKenzie, co-host of this little project. Myself and Callum are going to hopefully bring you an episode every couple of weeks uh, and we will do our best to alternate who you're having to listen to each episode. At some point down the line, we'll interview each other so you can get to know your host a little bit better as well. Um, But for now, I'd like to say that I am super psyched about doing this. Me and Callum have been chatting about doing a podcast for a couple of years now and, well... The powers that be at Climb Scotland somehow agreed to let us do this. I don't think they've realised what they've done. So, I hope you enjoy our little project. Please send us any feedback, good or bad, all is welcome. Suggestions on who you'd like to hear from. And hey, like we said in the intro, if you want to be on the show, come and have a chat, maybe over some cake, most likely over some cake. Just let us know, anyone can be on the show if you've got a good story to tell, all are welcome. Yeah, so let's get this thing rolling. To kickstart Scott Rock, we have a local legend. This guy has already done so much in Scottish mountaineering. He's also a super strong climber. Coming out of Glasgow, he is your classic Dumbarton rock crusher. But he has just finished an epic mission. He has become the third person ever to do all of the Monroes, that's 282 mountains, in winter in one season. Yes, that means he was still going up hills during all those storms in February when we normal people couldn't get out. Uh, And, on top of all that, it only took him 97 days. 97 days. So, you guessed it, Kevin Woods has sat down with me so I could ask him the most important question of all. Why? Cool. Good. All right. Happy to just kick off then? Very happy to go. Yeah. Hit me. Cool. (laughs) All right, so uh, normally we'd be sitting down with the local legend that is Kevin Woods. This guy. But uh, this guy, this guy, uh, due to certain virus that shall remain nameless and the lockdown, we are unable to sit down together because that would be breaking our social distancing two metres. So where are you just now, Kev? Okay, so yeah, I'm just at home in Glasgow at the minute. So you're in Glasgow. Where about in Glasgow, actually? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, say that again? Where about in Glasgow are you? Uh, yeah, North End, so Bears Den, so it's actually quite good. Bears so Den. 
ever since I got back, I've just been out basically every day on the bike, road bike. So nice. getting some nice. laps in of some roads and things. So it's quite, well, could be worse. that's good. That's good because we're, we're at least keeping a good couple thousand meters distance between us. So good. I don't think we're breaking any rules here. I think we're cool. You're you're in Glasgow too, aren't you? So we could have met up. If we had the chance, we could have met up. If we were allowed, dude. If yeah. only. If only. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Sure. Well, anyway, Kev has volunteered his time, not that he's doing much else, uh, to have a chat with us about his latest, latest and greatest project. What have you just done, big man? Okay, yeah. So I have done a round of the Monroe's so the 282 summits this winter yep so december to march season. yeah yeah three months so just finished wow, that good effort glad to good be home effort. so it's been good <laughs> so you did you you you've done the rounds before uh you've you completed your summer round in was it uh 2015 was it yeah just a little bit before that so um uh as of i suppose now so i've, I've done i've got four mineral rounds like total so that's just like mineral rounds and then within that there's been one summer round in the in 2013 so that was just yeah. again three and a bit months um and then this winter round was like very much a similar thing so it was yeah yeah three and a little bit and uh yeah so Hang that's on. That. did you, you did you just say that you've done the round four times uh, yeah, so I just finished my fourth Monroe round. <laughs> yeah. That, that so dude, you are a monster. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, just before I did the summer 2013 one, I had pretty much done one, and then the summer 2013 happened, that was two, and then in the sort of five years since then, I mean, it's been actually pretty, really easy going, did a sort of third, and then the winter yeah. run, winter one for four. Dude, you're a madman. <laughs> you're a madman. Um... So your your summer one that you did in two thousand was it two thousand thirteen you did it? Yeah, twenty thirteen. Yeah, yeah, you did you did that in ninety eight days. That was ninety eight days, yeah, yeah. Man. The, and so the mission was to do it in under a hundred days. Well it was something like that, yeah. To be honest with that one I sort of um took yeah, I took sort of days that I thought, right, what can I do myself on my own back to back and just where where do we end up at? And it just happened yeah. to work out at about a hundred-ish, and we'll see where we end up. And I made a schedule that ended up being 98 days beforehand, and I ended up sticking really slavishly to that schedule. And uh, in the end, it just turned out that, oh, hit 98 days, but I really had to push that to get there. Um, and it sort of worked out where I planned it, really, yeah. I mean, good effort. Oh, cheers. That's, that's a serious effort. <laughs> Um, and this one you've just done all 282 in winter yeah. in 97 days. <laughs> Took a day off. <laughs> Took a, we, like, I'm going to ask you some questions on that later on, okay, but uh, sure. let's, I want to, I want to talk about this winter one because it's just, it's insane. For any, every time I think about it, it's just nuts. <laughs> um, my first question for you, right. Okay. Is why? <laughs> yeah, good question. It seems like a really good way to be miserable, doesn't it? Like, um... <laughs> what, like why? I, like, I, I, I appreciate it, but you know, for for those that have never actually done a Monroe, why do the Monroe round? What what is it about yeah. the Monroe round uh, do, that's appealing? Yeah, do you mean just Monroes in general, or the winter one, or both? Yeah, yeah, yeah. just just Monroes in general. Yeah, like I suppose, like I've always just 
I mean, I, I do a lot of other stuff as well in terms of obviously the climbing and yeah, loads of loads of climbing of all different sorts and a few other yeah. bits and pieces of different sports. But I'm always coming back to going essentially. Yeah, it's hill walking, isn't it? Just being in the hills. Um, Monroe's form a good template. They form a good um, a good aim, I suppose. They aren't the yeah. be all and end all, and they're certainly not the full point of it. But they do give you something really cool to sort of go at and uh, always. To be honest, I always just just enjoyed it, you know. Um, I think yeah. there's something to be said for there's a combination there that I've always enjoyed, which is that you're getting this, you're getting this really good workout. You can be out in the hill all day. It can be really immersive because you could end up in mountain ranges at the back end of nowhere. Um, but you've also got that sort of decision making, risk taking. You're sort of weighing up options and you're taking punts and things and. So that's that's part of the attraction, and it's always been part of the attraction. And nice. doing the winter round is like nothing more than just a logical extension of all of these other, all of these qualities. So yeah, as far as the winter I mean, round, is... I mean, let's not let's not stretch this out to say that anything you just did was logical. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you've done you know you did the first one in ninety eight days. You've just done this one in ninety seven days. Okay, yeah. You know we, we've gone through why do the minerals but why do them so quickly what is it about doing it with the <laughs> the, the sort of time challenge yeah the time or doing them in, in the single season yeah i don't really know um i think I, I, th- I think it's important a thing is that when you come up with an idea like that and it's one of these things that you you know you probably could do if you really think yeah. about it but you've got to think about it so i tend to think the 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 process before and before you get started in the thing is like almost as important or more important than actually doing it and so when it came i i remember really clearly with the summer round in 2013 and it was back in 2011 i just had this like moment of like like complete thrill that oh my god i could go i could do that i know i could do that and then you just get into this world of logistics and how to move around the mountains and how to do that. Yeah, it just opens up a hell of a lot about, right, how do you make this work? And that whole intellectual, I suppose an intellectual challenge is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And I really, really enjoyed <laughs> yeah. it. Yep, yep. And, and, I love it. And you, you don't get that as well with, with day walks. It's like with, with day walks, you would go out and you might have a totally epic day and that might be good enough. I mean, absolutely it's good enough. But when it yeah. comes to doing them back to back, it's like decisions that you make now will profoundly influence what happens tomorrow and the day after and the day after. And so say like something like, say you're struggling for motivation, but the weather's like pretty decent, right? And you're trying to clear out an entire mountain range. And um, if, you, if you can't be bothered and it didn't matter, you could just go back. But because you know that you're going to be there, like in two days time and you'll be back to kind of finish these off it's like well i can't there's no point in like just like nipping out now it's just you're just gonna harm yourself so get yeah, it done now and yeah yeah so you, it turns into this much more involved thing where all yeah. the decisions you make and also at every point of every day like work work down the line to your advantage or not to your advantage so yeah, yeah i suppose it's just involved isn't it i love it i love it it's just like <laughs> you come up with you know, you have that thought process of, yeah, I could, I could probably do that. And then it like, it grows on you until the point where like, right now I need to do it. 
and then the the process of planning everything is so in depth that you get properly into it don't yeah you? yeah well the, that's cool the funny one with the winter round was that when i yeah when i first seriously thought about it i i didn't think i could do it but i was pretty sure i knew what needed to be done to be able to do it so when i did the 13 yeah 2013 round i had a little tiny thought like i mean i'm talking tiny thoughts back then about like oh god that imagine doing this in winter god that would be really hard um and it was almost like oh god that would be really horrible <laughs> and then and then like after 20, finishing 2013 like the pain of all all that just hardness it's too close so it's like years had yeah. to go by before thinking oh do you know what i'm really up for a challenge again and like what i mean yeah. by that is like by doing the 2013 one it's like right the physical parts in place i know i can do the physical thing i know i can probably take care of myself for like three months constantly in the hills but it's all the other chaotic things that are now on board that i have to think about and obviously you're talking about weather snowpack daylight yeah. <laughs> maintaining yourself ex yeah everything's just harder yeah you needed that couple of years in between to forget how <laughs> nuts it felt back then i mean yeah yeah and i think <laughs> it's probably worth having done that because it's it felt it definitely felt worse in 2013 like the winter round actually in some personal ways felt a little bit better because it's like right, right i know i know i can do this just just keep going and pay attention to everything that you have to pay attention to nice <laughs> so i was going to ask what brought like the idea around in the first place i like i was wondering whether you'd always wanted to do it in winter but you had to do the kind of build up to it uh, or whether it just felt like the natural progression from the summer one right okay uh, but I mean, like, so like, you've already said that while you were doing the summer one, you kind of thought about, well, oh, maybe the winter one would be cool. But what brought the idea to do them in a season <clears> in the first place? And uh, do you mean like originally? Yeah. Like right, going right back. Yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. just um, like I, I definitely read articles and things i'd definitely seen it I'd, I'd seen people doing that before and especially folk like lorraine mccall and like all the winter rounds and you know obviously well steve perry had done that and there you know martin moran and like, yeah. you you know you you've seen that and i just remember thinking way before i could ever do it like oh, i might want to go and do just a big long involved trip like that yeah don't really know nice yeah it's hard to answer exactly why but that's yeah, it's, it's Oh, it's a deep question. You wouldn't, you wouldn't do it if it wasn't so, sort of somehow fun or engaging, wouldn't you? That's uh, sort yeah, of the point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, oh, like, punishing yourself over that amount of days, there's no <laughs> way you'd have the motivation if you weren't enjoying yourself. Yeah. Well, interesting you say that. Yeah, interesting you say that, because I, I, uh, I think there's something about it being in the mountains that's almost the opposite, where, like, if I, I... Anyone that does stuff in the outdoors in this way will say the same, like... If I jumped on a flipping, I don't know, like a, a bike machine in the house and obviously, or whatever, or, and tried to do that thousand odd hours or whatever hundred hours of working, you know, for a hundred days, yeah. like you're just going to give up at like 1%. It's just never going to happen. But there is definitely yeah. something about just being in the hills and just being out there that I don't know why it sort of resets your brain. For sure. Every time. It's you, like, yeah. you yes it's it's physically hard but it's so such good therapy just being out there uh-huh yeah, yeah it kind of it either it, it either g gives you a little bit of extra energy to pull this off or 
makes you forget how tired you actually are yeah I, it's good it's good for the mind being out there yeah so even though it's like doing it in the mountains and stuff it's like yeah i mean fat chance of me ever walking like two thousand kilometers in the flat it's just not gonna happen yeah <laughs> so yeah kind of just in the mountains justify it i'd definitely say yeah yeah absolutely um so why this year <clears throat> yeah um i suppose this year just follows a long line of years that i thought god i'd like to do it this winter Oh God, I'd like to do it this winter, and it was—it's that sort of thing of um, putting it in place, yeah. putting putting the pieces yeah. in place. So uh, originally, well, you got a pretty good winter for it as well. <laughs> well, half and half. Well, half and half. Half and half. Again, yeah. again, I'm going to ask some questions on that later cool. because you had a you had some time of it. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can um, talk about that. Um, yeah, I suppose. So I mean, the <clears throat> the winter Monroe's the. You know, the, the Winter Monroe round has been done a few times. Yeah. But it's only been done, I think, am I right in saying this? It's only been done twice in the single season. Yeah, so if you're going at that really sort of, if you're talking like back-to-back days and just being out, you know, continuously yeah. and you're on it every day, um, that's been done sort of twice. So that's Mark Moran, Steve Perry. Um, there's yeah. been a couple of variations on the round as well. So Will Copestake had his sort of through the winter expedition. And there was another guy, Mike, Mike Cawthorn, wrote up uh, Hell of a Journey, which is a book chronicling yeah, his 1,000-metre yeah. peaks in winter, and I think it was 1997. Um, wow. And actually, that's the, to answer a previous question, it was reading that because his prose, his descriptions are so brilliant. I like about the winter mountains. Yeah. That, that was like, oh my God, that just sounds beautiful. Like, like it sounds like a completely grim expedition totally grim brutal and horrendous but the way he writes it it's just like oh god you just feel it like stabbing you in the stomach it's just like stunning <laughs> <laughs> so it's like so i was reading his book actually that made me like right i that sparked the fire yeah i'm doing the winter Monroe's at some point and i'm gonna work through nice. it as well yeah nice martin moran he was 80 1985 was it yeah i think he finished in yeah. early 85 yeah yeah um, so I mean that's a you know that's a pretty elite club to be trying to walk into there. Wow. Uh, so like, how did it feel, kind of reading that book and then taking this on and following in their footsteps? Well, I suppose like, so I suppose so. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't I can't really say thought about it too much. Like, um, I suppose the best way to think about it would be the the immediate tasks of which there are so many sort of take precedence i suppose yeah and all it is is a very long process of dealing with a billion very small tasks so you kind of you kind of <laughs> get lost in that as well yeah you get lost yeah. and whether that's preparation or the wider picture or the individual days while you're actually doing the walk you're always just yeah to be honest you're actually just sucked into right i need to do that and i need to do that until finished yep <laughs> yeah cool so i mean we all know that you're already a really strong mountaineer uh like like you said this is your fourth time doing it you were key i think a lot of people might know your name from being key in the filming of dave max uh 24-8 challenge yep uh and you helped him do the the monroe section because you're a monster and that's what you do um but did you have to do anything extra to kind of train for this or prepare for this at all? Aye. Like, did you have to do anything <clears throat> different to be able to do multiple days like that? 
Aye, I suppose the the multiple day thing was the part that was it's already there. So from especially from my twenty thirteen round, I had that like I am comfortable with the idea of doing multiple. Because yeah. when I started my thirteen round, I remember being so uncomfortable with the feeling of like just ragging yourself in the hill and then oh god i've got to do this again tomorrow it's just a horrible feeling you feel like you can't push and i had that feeling once or twice at the beginning of this trip but i sort of knew to just you know what it doesn't matter just keep pushing through because you know in your head yeah that you'll be fine and that's the thing is like doesn't matter if you're tired now just leave something in the tank and you will be um fine so yeah um so in terms of the actual day-to-day thing i mean i will i often go out in not in a normal year and just do multiple trips like many people do of just like going out for seven days in a row seven big hill days or eight or a week or two you know i do that all the time so it's not really a mystery and so again this brings to another part yeah you sort of start thinking about the slightly more physiology side of things which is that um i was looking i keep track of sort of what i do in terms of walking and specifically, how much time are you putting into um, that low-level exercise but long duration? Because the amount of time that you spend doing that is really important. Yeah. And that's really the important thing for me in doing this to focus on. And so that's been a gradual process built up over years. And before I left, I, I counted up my 2019 total. That, so that was an, an 800-hour yearly total. Oof. And this trip i've not been accurate about it yet but i would say it's roughly in that margin of about 800 yeah. hours so again that's just having had several years of seven or eight hundred hours per year and so i think that sort of time volume would be a a big part of the preparation certainly and yeah. then there's all the associated um more direct experiential things that come off the back of that so that's talking about you know, maybe I've approached a mountain range from several angles and you know all the routes and you can spin the range round and, ah, damn, that river's high. I can't do that. You spin it the other way or the wind's bad there. So I'll kind of twist it. So you get really familiar with the landscape. So there's also a three-dimensional element. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You just, it just gets, <laughs> it's that's brilliant. That's why it's so engaging because it just gets deeper and deeper the more that you do. Yeah. Um, so tell tell me about this process then. Like, um, let's start with the order. Like, how did you plan the order of what hills you were going to do first and what you were going to do next and next and what you were going to end with? Like, is there some kind of unwritten rule to doing them, or uh-huh. is is there any real deep logic? Yep, yeah, there's some logic in this. So when I did twenty thirteen, I started in the Southern Highlands. And then went across to the east and then across to sort of Fort William and Loch Aber. Okay. And then I worked my way up the Northwest Highlands and I finished that on Ben Hope. And I think that logic had come from reading Hamish was Mountain Walk, actually. Right. And okay. that's sort of what he so I was like, Well, we might as well just do them all in the same order, it seems seems right. But it's even more appropriate in winter. So Martin Moran did exactly the fact everyone, Steve Perry did exactly the same, which was here's how it splits up. So December and January, so you've got the dark days, wet days, stormy. Spend them in the Southern Highlands, and there you've got good access into hills. Um, yeah. The road network's better, so you can get in and out in a day, so it's not so committing. And if there's rivers, they're generally bridged, so you don't have a problem there either. And then when it gets into 
very roughly when it gets into January, then you're talking about that eastern highlands across to Lochaber sort of stretch. And what that leaves you open for is when the days get longer and hopefully the weather gets more settled into March, then you're running up the Northwest Highlands doing all the big days and big sort of expedition style mountain days. Right. Okay. Okay. So you're playing with, you know, what the weather conditions are generally likely to be and what hills are going to be a bit better to do on certain days, even if it's rubbish and... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's, again, within this, again, there's like style, there's choices of style. So uh, for quite a while, I seriously played with doing it as a backpack. And I sort of got to a point where I was like, actually, I don't think that's the right thing for me anyway. That would have been... That would have been a serious, serious session. That would have been ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's like, pfft, yeah. And the, the, there's two sides to that. I mean, okay, maybe I was doing more bouncing around mountain ranges, so you've got like more driving time and things like that. But I ended up doing mine van-centric. And right. that doesn't work because there's so many ranges that you end up like miles away from a vehicle <laughs> or where you started. And if you were backpacking through, it you'd actually be just fine. Whereas there was a lot of logistics of sorting out how to get back. Yeah. But in other ways, it makes it um, well much easier and like to me more civilized. You know, I definitely felt like I'd be more comfortable to do that. So that's what I went for. So you get a bit of option there. If there's a humongous storm, then go for a single mountain standing on its own. If you get a high pressure yeah. day, then go for like a big mountain range. Nice. So, uh, who joined you on this venture? <laughs> yeah, well, it tur- turned out to really, really turned out quite nicely, actually. I thought I'd be completely just me doing it, and uh, yeah. I had some brilliant support, which, to be honest, I mean, I'm not joking, it made a humongous amount of difference. So, um, a lot in the, I mean, there's so there's so many people I couldn't even begin to name, but especially folk like Helen Renard and Lorraine McCall, like, were just there so much. And yeah. really, so I mean, so many people helped us out, and I mean, it made it definitely a lot, a lot kind of yeah, let things run much more smoothly. Yeah, good, good. Um, so I was going to ask, kind of, where you started. What What was your first hill? So the first hill was Benmore on Mull. Ah, oh, you started on Mull because yeah. that's where you started your th- two thousand thirteen yeah, one, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah. Ah, nice. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, and did you say you ended up finishing it off on Lomond? Yeah, I finished on Lomond. Yeah. So I was, right. um, well, I'm from Glasgow. So I thought, yeah, local hill. Uh, I was going to say, like, like, was there any reason to end it on Lomond? Is there like a, a special almost connection with, with Ben Lomond? Or was there a, a reason that you did that over Ben Vorlich? Or, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, uh, like it was my first... Um, no, to be honest, it was my first Monroe in 2001. So right. I thought, well, if I could finish the winter round on the first one I ever did, I thought that would kind of, kind of be apt. <laughs> so Nice, nice. Good. Plus, it's close, closer at home so you can get back to the couch faster. Ah, yeah, yeah, just collapse into the couch. <laughs> 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 Which sounds about right for the last week, yeah, just, ah, done. Ah, I bet you, yeah, bet you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, right, what were your, like, did you have any best days up there? Like if there was if there's one hill that stands out above the rest or one day that stands out above the rest. Ooh. Um, 
I can definitely attest to the complete lack of good weather days. <laughs> I like seriously like there was so little good weather. Uh two stand out, I think. I'm just thinking. So certainly early early on early on in the round, um, like a week in, like maybe a lot of people remember Hogmanay was just unbelievable. Like perfect uh, yep. yeah. <laughs> it's like perfect weather. So I started on Book of Moor and then across those Etebeck and then crossed on to Stopkari Skriuch and on to Bidjan and Bian. And of course like d- oh, nice. daylight being really short at that time I was like I was on Bidjan just as the sun was just about to go down and yeah, certainly one of the best moments. And then actually right at the end of the round, there was another just amazing day when, um, and this was like sort of middle end of March, where I crossed from, it's called Baroness Bothy, and then you go through two areas, so Monar and Malardach, so North Loch Malardach. And it's this sort of big line straight through the most remote part of the highlands, mountainous highlands right. anyway, and finishing at the Malardach Dam. And it's just like a bonkers amazing day. Yeah, and there was a couple like that, but you're almost talking like count on one hand how many amazing, amazing days there were. Yeah, the weather was rotten. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, so I, you were putting videos most days up on Facebook of what hill you were on and what the conditions were like, and it just looked grim. Ninety percent of the time when I saw a video, it was horrific weather. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely not a, definitely not an exaggeration um yeah yeah very occasionally there'd be something that's nice and sometimes sometimes the weather would be like okay like reasonable enough and you could get something done that's a bit bigger but man there was just times when it's like especially february it's just like another horrific day and another horrific day and it's like pfft. yeah <laughs> So did you have, do you, like, so you've done them all in winter, you've done them all in summer. Do you have a a favourite hill to do in summer and a favourite one to do in winter? Yeah, it's funny, actually. After my, um, after my 2013, I remember thinking, like, uh, a vagin in Fisherfield was, like, right. a real, enor- like, enormous high point for me, just in whatever way, just long-lasting. And I sort of forgot that over time, and then, um been back there again in winter it's another just incredible uh moment and nice. if there's any place that stands out as a real sort of pinnacle of what moving around the scottish mountains can be it's probably that place yeah, yeah. oh excellent um so you know mountaineering winter is man it's tough going at the best of times even on beautiful <laughs> days you know this year we've had We've had loads of snow over a couple of days, making for super deep snow in the glens, and then we've had mega thaws, making everything wet and sticky, yeah. and rivers hard to cross and everything. So, yeah. I mean, did it feel like just tough, even on like the best of days? Did every day just feel like a bit of a slog, <laughs> like a bit of an effort? Well, it was very much a kind of like you say, but it was very much a winter of two halves. So the first half of the winter was consistently wet and stormy and dark and really windy and you're just getting pounded by weather but it was just slightly too warm for snow accumulation and sometimes it just there wasn't snow so 
you would be getting hammered by the weather, but you could still move through it. It's just like, pull your waterproofs on and just keep going. And, you know, you could just, you could still pull out big days. Um, and then it changed in one day. <laughs> and again, what happened, alluding back to the schedule, was that I had these stormy westerlies in the Southern Highlands. And then I'm like, yeah. well, they're westerlies, so I'll just go and go over to the east. You know, that's part of the plan. If it's westerlies, go east. So I went to the Eastern Highlands, did that. And then I started working my way back through the Central Highlands, still westerlies, bloody hell. And then I got across to Lochaber and finished everything uh, across to the Great Glen. And it was yeah. at that exact point that the weather just went ballistic. <laughs> Um, just right, right at the moment that I was crossing across to the Northwest Highlands, um, and so it just changed from the slightly too warm westerly, and it changed to polar maritime westerly, and it's like, right, massive accumulation of snow, massive winds, a bit of thunder, massive hail showers. It's like, oh god, your luck's running out now, you know. So. Yeah, you had a pretty tough time of it in February, didn't you? Well, the thing is, so I mean, you're talking about the, we're talking about the planning. Uh, I'd Okay, another thing is I'd taken down weather records for all the previous winters to, yeah. to because I was like, right, if this happens, it's going to happen in sort of, you know, knowing about what the weather's doing and how to react to it. So I took down these records and would sort of put a th hypothetical plan against it and like, can you get a day done? Yes or no? And most of the time it said yes, which is why yeah. I thought it would be a good idea to go and do. Um, but part of the whole plan working is kind of predicated upon having a slight variation in airflow so of course if you get three months of westerlies anybody knows that's going to be really tough to get through but yeah ideally what you could do is if the air mass turns to southerly southeast or east then it's like go to the northwest highlands go to sky go to these areas that are out the way of the weather and hopefully you can bounce across the country that would be kind of a more conventional winter but it was really unusual that we just had three months of westerly westerly constantly yeah 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 <laughs> and another thing was that when it was in the southern highlands you would have these really deep westerlies but they would kind of rattle through in a day and then you would just get like maybe 10 hours of cam settled behind it and i could see that in the pressure charts and it's like right go out in the middle of the night and do something because the weather will be good but what happened into february was that you would just have this constant stream of high winds for the, like the next five days on the forecast, you know, so you're almost going long yeah. range and there's going to be no change. So um, I lost so much time just because it's like I'm out of options, you know, like well, the yeah. weather's been... Because you had gone. You had Storm Brent, was it Brendan or Brandon? Brendan? I can't remember actually. I think it's Brendan. You had Storm Brendan straight into Storm Kiana, <laughs> straight into Storm Dennis. Yeah. And all of them were mental. They were, you know, 50, 60 mile an hour winds on the tops. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That, like, how much did you actually manage to get out during all that? Yeah, yeah. So, um, it worked out okay in the first instance because, um, yeah, so originally, I, I don't know how, I just managed to get around about the storms. And that was partly a terrain thing again in the Southern Highlands. You can pick your, you can pick, you you know you can just nip up that hill or that one and do singles, and you you're not committed while the weather's bad. And then, yeah. as I say, crossing across to the Northwest Highlands, and there's just no way around about it. Everything is logistically bigger, but I'm out of options now. So it's either do them or don't do them. 
And uh, I mean, to be honest, yeah, I lost so much time just because there was no variation. And I would almost say if there'd been any variation in the weather, if there'd been anything at all ever, then it would have made a huge difference to um, keeping a nice quick schedule. But yeah. yeah, oh man, just got hammered. Or it's just like, yeah, I just can't go out in that. There was one morning where I was, uh, <laughs> I was asleep in the van and I was woken up by sort of thunder. And then there was one that wasn't like a, it was like straight over the top, so it's just a bang, like bang, you know, super loud. And without even w properly waking up, I just like jumped up and ran across the van. And then I woke up and went, what the hell are you doing? It was just like this response, you know, it's like, it's just terrifying. <laughs> it really, really, really bad. It really shook me because I was like, oh my God, if you're up a hill in that, you're just going to yeah. get crushed. So I didn't go out that day. Yeah, that's not the time to be heading out. Yeah, that was some of the worst. That the day that followed was I was in Glenshield. It was just, I mean, it was horrific. It was like, like the 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 trees and the plants along the roadside were just getting flattened by wind and hail showers. So I was like, no, nah, can't it can't happen. <laughs> yeah, so there's a limit. What like what what was the roughest day you actually headed out in? Oh, on the hills themselves. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Possibly around about, I forget which storm it was. It was like the first week of um, February. There was a couple of pretty bad ones there. And when I went, I went around the Northern Highlands in mid-February and yeah. they were like struggling to stand kind of bad. But um, in terms of logistics, there was uh, Glen Affric, um it took me four days to do a set of hills that i've actually like ran around in an afternoon oh, <laughs> because <geez. laughs> it's, yeah i sort of set along the south side of loch malarda where like normally it's just like easy ridge walking and it was just horrendous i mean really yeah. horrendous weather it was um this was quite getting towards quite near the end and it was like the glen was knee deep in snow it was flooded with melt water it was just covered in muck and mud and you're just up to your, yeah, you're up to your knees all the way. And then you get up onto the hills and yeah, it's just been blown totally flat by hail showers and storm. And <laughs> you can see, you can't see your feet sometimes. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. In a way, it's good fun though. It's good fun, but. Uh, yeah, fun. Hard, is... hard to move in. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely deep in the type two fun territory, that definitely yeah i kind of enjoy it in a way like in one way it's kind of yeah i don't know fun in some sort of point but it was annoying it's like oh god another day i've only done one but you just physically couldn't move yeah so i bet that ate into your time as well yeah well there was there was a whole other side going on at that point where like for the first half especially when the ground conditions were better like i was keeping a like the pace i was like right this is this is a pace this is a clip i can feel it and if um yeah if this kind of continues broadly as is, I'm going to get in in a really good time. And then just the whole, yeah, the entire Northwest just lost so much time. But that's cool. It's kind of, <laughs> that's, I suppose that's why you do it, isn't it? Like, if yeah. you wanted to. That's the challenge. It's part of the challenge. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. good. Yeah. Um, were, were there days you got caught out there for you're just thinking, I should have stayed in the couch? I shouldn't have. <laughs> I was probably, to be honest, I was probably slightly on the very slightly on the conservative side so if you're talking 97 days with yeah 
if you, you know, if it stretched a bit, you might have been talking about taking a couple of days off it. But in general, like some of those days were bad enough. I was like, do you know what? I'm I'm not looking to get myself killed here, and I yeah, think yeah, I, I think I know where I stand. And I I probably say that with the winter. I don't I don't think I ever made a decision that I said. I I nearly screwed that up. You know, there was no decision making process that ever seemed to result in. You know, you sold yourself short. You screwed that up. Do better next yeah. time. So pleased with that, and yeah, that just cool. Nah, good, good. <clears throat> um, obviously, like with the amount of planning that you did put into this, it's obviously paid off. You know, the last thing you want to be going out and doing is this challenge, but also having days where you're like, man, I've messed up here. I shouldn't be here. <laughs> This is dangerous. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's you don't need that. Yeah, and I, as well, it's like the whole just being in such big hills and such bad weather. It's like you're gonna. I mean, you you could go. Obviously, everyone knows you could go out and find a situation that would just kill you straight dead, like right there, every day. Yeah. It's just it lurks. It's just every corner, every decision. You know, you've you can't stop making decisions. So it's an interesting combination. You've got that physical challenge of you know you're two thousand and a bit kilometers as well as continual decision making and just that am i doing the right thing am i not am i doing the right thing so yeah yeah i heavy on the mind yeah heavy on the mind a lot yeah yeah you know like it's i mean it's tough on the mind in the mental games to be able to make good decisions and push through the tough conditions when you're out there in winter at the best of times, even when it's a perfect day, it's, uh-huh. you know, it's hard going uh-huh. doing a full day. Um, but to do it repeatedly day after day for 97 <laughs> days with a deadline looming, you know, like with this idea that you need to get it done in a season, yeah, um, that you've got, you know, maybe bad weather coming. So this is your, this is your chance. You've got to get it done Aye. now. Or, yeah. So, and I, I know like, so I watched your video from the 2013 one. There was moments where you were just like, you know, the mental game was, was kicking in a little bit and you were having a bit of a stressful time completing some of the rounds that you were yeah. doing. Um, so how did you get on with this kind of mental challenge of it this time? Okay. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was better than I actually than I wanted it would be, yeah. Because I had that twenty thirteen thing like as a marker, and like the other thing as well, like I was um, definitely younger then, and definitely less used to again just feeling like being out there all the time and doing the day to day. So it definitely got to me more in twenty thirteen, and I felt like in spite of the fact that all the external conditions, everything externally to me was more pumped up and more risky and harder to get through i felt like i was much more consistent here or very consistent really like i never had serious doubts or i never never wanted never didn't want to do it i never didn't want to go out um the only reason i didn't want to go out was if it was risk related not motivation related you know so actually it felt really consistent and that was kind of enjoyable because i'd been worried that it would be um yeah yeah, because again, yeah, I suppose the only thing that's ever going to sabotage you is your own head, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, like... absolutely. I mean, it's impressive that you managed to keep motivation for ninety-seven days <laughs> in the conditions that you were going out oh, with. Cheers! That, like that's nice. <laughs> cheers. You know, most I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say most normal people <laughs> would have chose to sit at home with a cup of tea on most of the days you were going out, but 
Yes. It's, it's a testament to you being able to no. head out on some of those <laughs> days, even when you know the conditions are not anywhere near what you wanted them no, to be. Oh, cheers. You know. Uh, yeah, I suppose, like, yeah. I suppose the other side to it for me was, like, um, obviously just been thinking about it for ages, and it's, like, I've set up everything, like, in advance, you know, to, I'm right, I'm working towards this. Even in terms of, like, earning, obviously, so, like, the year before, I'd just done a, did a big pile of earning, uh, freelance, yeah. um, all the way leading up to it, and just got, so it's just getting your finances, getting your experience in order, getting the, sort of, background of, you know, all those hours walking conventionally. So it's like, right, everything's in order here, right, this is your moment. So in a way, it's almost the opposite. It's not too difficult to be like, right, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I'm going for it day after day because <laughs> you just sort of psych yourself up for a long time. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seemed to work out okay. Nice, good. Um, <sighs> so, I mean, awesome job. Like, congrats on completing it, dude. Oh, it's nuts. It. And you did it. 97 days a day faster than your summertime <laughs> you're a monster yeah not entirely intentional yeah that was close run wasn't it yeah. yeah i mean so how did you manage to knock a day off it were you just sort of better organized it's definitely not that you got better weather <laughs> yeah well i know it's funny though it? yeah the weather in 2013 was actually amazing yeah looking back so many sort of camp settled days um yeah uh, to be honest, so how did you manage to knock a day off yeah it? i wasn't really thinking about it in terms of like um knocking knocking the day off there's actually i i got this from it was a it was a thing that i first heard and maybe a lot of people have heard from um uh, mark beaumont actually because i follow him and all the stuff that he's done yeah. over the past few years and it's that idea and i've been guilty of this which is that you set expectations within a framework of what you've already done and you'll hear him and others talk about this as well um it's it's massively significant um, so you never perform better than what you thought you would do and the the trick yeah. is try and think the other way try and go the other way and say well actually what have I got at my disposal um, and what can I do what do I think I could do um, and then bring it all together and where do we end up at and normally that should probably be entirely detached from what you expected or what you thought might have been possible and it might have nothing to do as well with what anybody else had done so, right. so, so that, trying to just think of that sort of attitude. So all I'm just trying to say is that I didn't sort of take my 2013 round and sort of use that as a blueprint. Um, try and one-up it. Yeah, yeah, that was actually, I think that was really just total coincidence. Because what had happened was that um, I started the round in the winter round just there. And through yeah. the first sort of five weeks or so, I got to about the halfway point, roughly. Um, yeah. And the way, and sort of, as I say, I could I could move really, really quickly, or it felt pretty quick. And originally, my schedule was I was just going down and down, and it started at like ninety days, and then after a while, it was like mid eighties, and I'm like, oh my god, it's low eighties. And there was a period where, before February happened, it had gone to like a sort of high seventies, sort of kind of if I keep going at this as I'm going, it will be a high seventies finish. <laughs> Um, and then yeah. February came in and it's like all oh, the storms and things and then that just crept back up and bup, 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 and that's that's just <laughs> the nature of winter so that's yeah and it's partly what you do it for isn't it because if you um, oh yeah yeah, yeah as, as frustrating as it is I'm like oh I'm losing all this time <laughs> but all that stuff previously was just time in the bank for what's happening now so that's, yeah, that's good absolutely that's good yeah 
you've definitely done your year's worth of exercise. <laughs> you can be on lockdown for the rest of the year and your body won't. Yeah, I know. It's funny, isn't it? It's funny. I know, this is great. This is like my heaven, isn't it? It's just like couch. Yeah. <laughs> More than happy with this lockdown, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know. You. I think you're the only person in the country that's just like, yes. Yeah, I know. I can chill. Do you know, what? <laughs> Do you know what's kind of funny, though? It's like the, the fact that this lockdown is exactly what i was going to do anyway so i just like <laughs> finishing the nick of time you're done the winter monroes and oh well, funny funny the world's doing that because that was my plan <laughs> yeah so, yeah that could be worse uh, well it could be i think me and you might be in the same boat there then oh really you, know, you were planning you were well you were planning on going into lockdown anyway just <laughs> to have a bit of chill time after this but a lot of my job is working from home uh, so right. You know, nothing's really changed on my end. Yeah, <laughs> right, okay. So, yeah, you're just yeah. going as normal. I know it's so different for different people, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's like, bizarre. I just think... Ah, oh, we're in hard times. I just think it's, I just think it's mental. I think there's also something to be said as well. There's a strange, like, I can't quite... I don't quite know what I think about it yet, but that, that sort of thing where doing something at the Winter Monroe's happens fundamentally because we live in a society where we have these safety nets and we can yeah. we can afford to like take risks and as i say like that's the whole point of it is going and taking calculated risks one after the other after the other because we can and then like off the back of this we've just flipped for the first time in probably living anyone's living memory where it's like no well, we can't go and just take risks and like the yeah. the contrast between the two of them is like i mean just couldn't be starker you know yeah like you're able to go out and do all these winter Monroes and yes, there's risk there, but you're able to plan and prevent most of. And them we're permitted, or, we're, we're reduce per- reduce most and, of the but risk. Also but also that we're socially permitted to do that under yeah. a, within well, a yeah. functioning modern country. Yeah. Um, and now you know the risk of just going to the shops for some people is is too high, and there's no way to mitigate that. Yeah, so. yeah, and oh, also weird times. Yeah, I know it's like it could, it could not be more different. So in the last sort of like in the last week or so, yeah, I've just been like going to yeah road bike road bike road bike so solo road yeah bike yeah just getting out myself on the road bike and <laughs> try to <laughs> keep the legs work keep them happy nice nice well anyway anyway back back to the topic sure. <clears throat> so you right it ended your last day you got back down off lomond you got home you got a cup of tea yeah you shared that photo on facebook with your cup oh, of tea yeah. you looked so happy <laughs> was it was it everything you hoped for overall the winter Monroe's. yeah yeah well no i'm talking about the cup of tea oh shit yeah of, of course <laughs> of course the cup of tea was everything i hoped for <laughs> no it's good to get back yeah like yeah go and see family and all that sort of stuff yeah. as i say like expected that and ah it's brilliant nice nice yeah. to be back you know so now nah, what right so why was the round everything that it hoped that you hoped it would be you know probably you put so much (laughs) planning and preparation into this thing like did it did it come to what you were hoping it was going to be i i definitely say probably yes and probably a little bit more (laughs) and in some ways like the the same things that result in that though is um so full-on with the weather it's like well if i wanted decision making i got it but uh probably a a few other um a few other high pressure days of just settled conditions would have been good. Yeah. Part of that, part of that fun is just going out for these huge long trips, and obviously good weather obviously helps that. 
And um, there was just very little of that. And when they did come, it was like, oh, wow. You know, like, look at what you can do. Look how far you can go yeah. as soon as the weather is good. Um, makes you appreciate it a little bit. Yeah, I And probably also, like, the difference that the weather makes even more. I mean, I knew that anyway, but it's like, oh, God, it was stark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was not, it was amazing. It was, I'm really sort of glad I finished it and did it and... Um, like there were probably a lot of points as well that I was like, oh god, I don't know if this is actually going to happen. I might get that yeah. was all the way through it, multiple different things. But <laughs> <laughs> I bet you all the way through February, you're like, oh, might this might not be the year. <laughs> well, the funny one when I was coming off day four, I was coming off Ben Moore, and I've never done this before. But like, I t- I, my ankle sort of sort of rebounded funny off a rut. Anyway, it just went really painful, yeah. and I was like, oh god, day four. Oh no, I've never done anything like that in my life, and I was worrying, but it turned out to be okay. <laughs> yeah. So... Oh, good, good. I just, I've just thought of this question. Yeah. <clears throat> so, for, uh, when I was out, uh, I was out in Spain uh, just over winter there, um, and I spoke to a bunch of people that were projecting really hard routes who said that if they get, you know, through the crux moves or whatever, and they're on the the last bit there is no way that they're ever going to fall off the top sections because these are 80 meter routes and they do not want to have to <laughs> climb all of that again. <laughs> Did you get any of that towards the end of like, <laughs> right, the weather's, the weather's pretty bad or anything, you know, but this has to be the year because I'm so close and I'm not doing this again next year. Ah, see, you're right. Um, probably... <clears throat> It was probably like that from the from the beginning. From I the think, beginning, yeah, Ooh. yeah, because Full <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think there's like you, there's just so much to put in place. There's so many things to pull together. Like, I mean, I could probably, without too much thought, now go back and do it next year. But it's like, oh my god, for all this effort, like this been building before I even started. Like, yeah. like, I had a pretty good idea. It's like, I'm pretty sure I can do this. But without knowing that I can do it, obviously. But I've got strong suspicion. And it's like, yeah, yeah short of a absolutely traumatic injury or something like that. Or, or a virus or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Who saw that coming? Um, yeah, it's going to... I think it's probably going to happen. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> nice. Maybe. Although that's easy to say in retrospect. You know, that's the other part. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <clears throat> so now you've got you've you've finished up. You've got home. How many days do you, have you spent on the couch? Since? Ah, about like a billion years. <laughs> I've been out on the road bike every day. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Take a break. <laughs> be be a normal human being for for one day. Just I take know, a I break. Know, I know. I wish my body would stop. It's like ah, God, <laughs> stop. I know. You, actually, nice. the opposite. I found after I remember up to 2013, it's like the body was so like wanting up every day to move. I was like, I need to go climbing. I need to go climbing. I need to go climbing. I mean, it's full like dependency bet, yeah. style, you know. But I think it's probably good. I mean, I'm oh, doing bet, I'm yeah. doing it within all the sort of you know we've got guidelines and all that. So we yeah, are literally yeah. talking like a nice hours pedal in country roads. It's great. It's actually really good. Loads of loads yeah. of focus. Well, I mean, as you're. Well. Going out for an hour on country roads alone is better than running around the city when most of Glasgow seems to have taken oh, up running. Maybe I shouldn't say that then. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> or 
Oh no, honestly, like I reckon Glasgow's gonna be the <laughs> fittest city in the country after I all know. this. Everybody's taking yeah, too money. It's a weird one that I, know. I saw a thing on Facebook which was like, Yeah, what's the way to get the nation exercising? It's like ration it. It's like <laughs> but it's great. I mean, yeah, can't laugh yeah. at it. It's, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I suppose it's no bad thing. So you you obviously you made a film about your uh twenty thirteen round. Yep. Is there a film gonna be coming out for this? Uh, yeah, yeah. So still to well, I've had the YouTube channel on the go, and um, yeah. through the winter, my brother Steve was just like busy away. He was editing all of these updates, which was cool. And so oh, we've just got nice. like a power of footage and stuff like that. And it's all pretty kind of, it's still very much factual day to day on the YouTube channel. But yeah. I will go and do something with a film. Um, cool. cool. Yep. Yeah, so film and as part of my ongoing springtime isolation, I'll also get around to the business of doing a book as well. A book? Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. I thought if there's, nice. if there's anything that I'm ever going to do, then I might as well just do it now. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Bet you. yeah so yeah. the two together. Cool. Well, I can't wait to see Cheers. them. Cheers. Can't wait to see yeah. them. Yep. Um, Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for that, big man. Thank you very much. I've gone through. I've gone through all the questions I'm going to ask. Cool, cool. Um, again, huge congratulations on finishing that. It's such a serious <laughs> effort, and to knock a day off for summertime, you get full on bragging rights for that. <laughs> nah, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's yeah. good. It's good. Cool. Good. Well, thank you very much for sitting down. I hopefully catch up with you yeah. soon. Cheers um, for having us. Take care of yourself in lockdown. You too. Cheers for that.